Welcome to another episode of Jenny's Tales. My name is Andrea Florescu. I'm the um, marketing manager for Calgary Butterfly. And today I'm going to interview Jenny for her own podcast. <laughs> we thought we were going to do something different because Jenny has a lot of things going on. Yeah, and fun. she never, in, she, we never interviewed her. Yeah. She interviews a lot of authors for her podcast, but I thought, oh, let's flip the, flip the, the script. script and do an interview <laughs> with Jenny. So... Um, for those that don't know who you are, why don't you introduce yourself and you tell a little bit about your books? Okay, so I'm Jenny Heckman and I am the author of the Paranormal Romance series Heaven and Earth. And uh, my first book, uh, The Sea Archer, was written and published in 2018. And uh, Warrior's Progeny came out last year, 2020, uh, in July. And uh, then, and that's book two. And then book three, hopefully, will be coming out at the end of the year. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I hope I'm hoping it will. Um, and then there's an, a little novella that I've written also um, from that series called Dee's Cornucopia, and that will be coming out hopefully this summer. And then I have a couple other books that I wrote that are not part of the series; they're off genre. Uh, one is a woman's fiction uh, book called Releasing the Catch, and uh, the other one is a short story that was written part of, written in part of a um, anthology to benefit the Australian wildfire victims. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, today I think we should talk a little more about your fantasy books because you have some things coming up with those books. Yeah, uh, yeah. So why don't you tell people what kind of fantasy these books are? So when I uh, started writing this, when I started, when I decided I wanted to write a series, I wanted to write something that was not the typical vampires, were werewolves, witches, you know, the things that just to me felt like they've been done a lot. So um, I- That's a lot of those. There is a lot of those. I mean, there's a lot of good ones yeah. that are like that, but um, I just wanted to do something that was a little bit different. And uh, so I, I was at a uh, writing conference actually, and I was in my hotel room and I was trying to come up with a series. I was trying to figure out um, what I could do. And so I was brainstorming and I had a whole bunch of them on there. And one of them was about the Greek gods. And the more I looked at it, the more I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed that when I was in high school and middle school. And um, I, I always liked the characters. I always thought they were really interesting. And uh, I thought, well, why not? There's a lot of them. I can make a series off of this. And um, so it started there. And then it was like trying to figure out, you know, an outline of, okay, well, what does this series look like? Um, what's happening? Uh, I liked the idea of the gods having to rely on mortals to save them because they're so kind of high and mighty and everything. So uh, that's kind of how this all originated was I was, I wanted the gods to be in trouble I wanted their ancestors that are mere mortals to be the ones that had to save them. And, um, and then I was thinking, well, you know, how would that look and what, and what would that look like? And I started thinking, they can't believe in them. They can't, they, they can't, it has to be like you and me being told that we're descendants of Greek gods and where we're just like, 
the hell are you talking about? You know, so I, that's how I wanted it to kind of start. I thought that was a good twist and I thought it was something that could create some drama and all of that. How do you explain to somebody that you're a descendant of a Greek God? Yeah, what's so. my superpower? Yeah, what's my superpower? Question? I want a superpower. <laughs> I could teleport. That's going to be a cool one. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I want something that I can do that's special. And, yeah. yeah. I, I love the theme of Greek gods. One, because I grew up with a lot of this. Uh, I haven't read enough on on this topic as an adult, but yeah, all the way through school, we, yeah. you know, we watched movies. There were actually, I think, more series back like 20, 25 years ago yeah. on, on this. And Jeez, you're right. And the Argonauts and yeah, and you're right. There are more uh, vampires and witches and werewolves, which are cool. I love, mm -hmm. I love those, but I would also love some some new movies or some some new material with Greek yeah. gods. I mean, uh, Percy Jackson books yeah. and movies are great, yeah. but... But I wanted them to be adults. Yeah. I wanted them Those to be wanted... more young adults. I wanted some sex scenes and I wanted to have, um, you know, kind of like, I wanted adults to have adventures too. And that was my, kind of my goal with it. And um, I, I kind of liked that, that thought or whatever. So, yeah. So coming up very soon, Jenny has uh, an audiobook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For one of the books in her Heaven in Our series. <sighs> yes. Now, I'm so excited. Why did you decide to turn it into an audiobook? And why did you start with book number two? Instead oh, of book number no. one. I, okay. <laughs> I should have started with book number one. I should have. But the thing is, is I didn't know the process was going to take as long as it did. And so um, I kind of thought, oh, audiobook, somebody will read it you know, that will be that. And then we can go on to the next one and we'll just get all of these books out. And I started thinking about it. Uh, and as we got into the process of it, I realized it is a much bigger deal, uh, much harder to do um, than I originally thought. So it's so different than publishing a book. I mean, there are some similarities, but also mm -hmm. a lot of things are totally brand new. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole different world to navigate. Um, uh, and so the reason I started with book number two is because Voyeurs had, we I had just written it, it had just come out and I thought, oh, this will be really great. We'll just go right into the audio book and, and uh, because we're already promoting Voyeurs, you know, we'll just kind of continue on with it. I, 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 I naive, naively thought that um, we would be just coming down off of the hype of Warriors from uh, a book tour, a blog tour, all of those things, and we'd just be able to move right into the, into the audio. And no, it didn't work quite that way. <laughs> but I mean, you should still listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so then I started, I was like, okay, I knew, but I, I asked people in my writing loop, my publisher's writing loop, um, you know, what did you guys do? The ones that had turned theirs into audiobooks and stuff. What did you do? How did it start? And they recommended ACX, uh, which is the Audible platform, you know, Amazon kind of thing. It's similar to KDP that Amazon has Kind for of similar to the KDP, authors, right? yeah. And uh, where you can sign an exclusive agreement or a non-exclusive agreement. And um, it all has to do with the money uh, that somebody the royalties. makes. Yeah, the royalties for the narrator and, you know, how you split the, the money up from that. Um, because you pay per finished hour, which is something I didn't, I didn't know this world at all. Um, and you can do what's called a royalty share, where you pay a certain amount up front. And then, uh, then you, they also, the narrator also gets a percentage of your sales. 
um, or you can pay everything up front and uh, and then you make all the money and that is called a non, and that's a, well, you can do a non-exclusive agreement if you choose to do that, but that's a lot more money to pay out to the narrator. And it's already quite considerable. So, um, I mean, yeah, if you end up all these costs, I mean, yeah. quite a lot of costs before you even make any profits from your books. Yes, yeah. you're essentially hiring an actor. So, I mean, you know, these people, uh, these people are so talented and Kat Vaughn, is the uh, is my narrator and she's fabulous, which is amazing. Yeah, she's, she's really, really. You need to listen to the audiobook to listen to her voices. She's yeah, doing. she can do so many yes. of them, and uh, and she's you can tell she's uh, she's a wonderful performer, and uh, so that's really where you know when you when you start you have to do an audition. So back up, you you go into ACX, you submit your book. Uh, you open it up for auditions, people will submit their tapes to you, and then you get to pick, you know, does this person sound like my book? Does this person sound like my book? And it just kind of goes from there. And then you make an offer. And then they will go and record and do a 15 minute excerpt. And then you decide whether or not you like it or don't like it. And either they re-record or you move on to the next step. How long was this entire process from the moment you decided you're going to do it? You went to ACX, you signed up, you said, hey, I want a book. You look for your narrator. You know, you had some other people that you were considering and you decided on a cat. Mm -hmm. um, and then until you had it uh, published. Yeah, so... Um... Warriors Progeny, the book came out July 27th of 2020. And it was really shortly after that, that I got in contact or started with ACX in that process. Um, the audiobook is just now coming out. So that kind of gives you an idea from start to finish. Um, it's going to be, you know, we could um, put it out there a little sooner than what, um, you know, than our March 10th deadline or, or when we were going to actually launch, but, um, but it, it took that long. I mean, it took, that's a long time. Now, Kat did have a couple of uh, projects that she was doing beforehand. So had she been available and ready to go, it might've taken, you know, a couple Sooner. months off, but uh, yeah, so it did take quite a while, but what is that? So six months? At least I, I would say, yeah. 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 So, you know, when writing a book, obviously it's almost like giving birth to something. Yeah. <laughs> You're creating something <laughs> from this idea and they just work on it and you develop it. Um, and it turns into maybe something bigger than you thought initially. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did uh, uh, your, how did you veer off from your initial story plan? Um, let's see. Like did the characters in this book going in a different direction from where you what you were thinking originally or hearing the audiobook cat doing the impersonation for the characters on your audiobook is that changing where you're where the the, the trajectory of these characters throughout the series for mm. you? um so in regard to changes in the characters the funny thing is is with um the first book i had kind of a plan and I wrote the thing out and then it got picked up by a publisher. And 
that changed your plan? That changed the plan. <laughs> Which is a good thing, right? Yeah, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. But, you know, you have your vision for your story and then they have their vision for the story and what sells. And then they, and then, you know, so you have to marry those two together. So it, you know, my initial plan, things like one of my big pet, biggest pet peeves is when I'm reading a book and I know, you know, somebody says they reached over and they grabbed the Kleenex, you know, I know that that's a Kleenex. I know that it's whatever. And it, with my publisher, they wanted me to take out brand names and put in tissue or whatever. And it's, I just, it drives me crazy when I'm reading books like that, because I know everyone knows what, you know, what they're talking about, but not sit, calling it what it is kind of drives me a little crazy. So I had to kind of wrap my mind around that and write all these different things. So there's a little bit, there is a change when stuff like that happens. And with the first book, it was pretty simple. I didn't really know what I was doing a whole lot with it. And because there were so many things that I had written that the publisher had cut out, I had to kind of reinvent the story a little bit. Um, and I, I decided to roll with it. So especially with the book one, I explained the gods a lot more. I explained who the Greek gods were, what their different connections were. It was a little bit longer prologue at the beginning, but I really did have kind of, you weren't confused about everything. And they, they had me take a lot of that out. So now it really did change my story. It wasn't lot. us. It wasn't Celtic Butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not Celtic. No, it wasn't Celtic Butterfly. But it was. Uh, but it really did. It really did change that story a whole lot. And so I had to roll with it. And so with the first book, I decided that the characters were going to learn along with the reader. And so things are going to be a little bit more confusing and they are, they don't know what's going on and they're going to be trying to figure it out. And the reader is hopefully going to pick up on that and then roll with it too. So by the time Warriors Progeny book two came around, um, there's a lot more information in it. I was allowed to, I mean, I introduced a, a historian. So now he can explain those connections and things a little bit more, more in this, the, the books to follow. Um, and my publisher also allowed me a glossary at the end of that book. So it made it a little bit easier for people who were trying to figure out those connections. I also revealed something in Warriors a little sooner than I thought I was going to. And again, it's like what you were saying, you know, you're in the middle of writing it and then all of a sudden something changes or shifts. And I was really afraid at the end of it that I exposed too much. And then, but it opened up a whole new set of avenues for how this book was going to, how the series was going to go. And um, I think it's much, it's going to be a much better series as a result of that. So it was, it was really good. And then to, to answer your question about Kat, when she's narrating them uh, or narrating it, uh, there, I did have a couple of moments with the characters where I had written it a certain way and she expressed it in their voice a different way. And I thought, wow, that was really good. That was a great choice. Was it better than what you uh, yeah, had it was. initially in your mind? A lot of it had to do with Ray, back to Ray, uh, the historian. And, you know, he, he was kind of in my mind, a very uptight, very, you know, patches on the on the elbows oh, yeah. typically and, historians are not very glamorous well no and, or people. not typically <laughs> typically but, yeah. yeah and he also was in a horrible accident that that disfigured him quite a bit and so he gets uh he is an introvert 
and he uh, he wants to hide a lot. And so he, I have him as a very quiet, extremely intelligent man um, who's just looking at D coming into, you know, this eccentric woman coming into his office and, and completely upheaving his life and him just kind of being a little haughty about it and a little, you know, condescending and stuff. And she read it a, a little bit differently. And I really liked the choice that she made. So, uh, so yeah, it does change. In the, in the very long-winded answer, it, <laughs> to answer your question, yes, it does. It does change. So I wasn't a big fan of audiobooks. Um, Jenny knows this, maybe because I have not came across good narrations mm -hmm. before, and that can make it or break it. It can. Uh, but I started listening to the Warriors Project and actually enjoy it a lot. Yeah. So I'm rethinking this audiobook thing. <laughs> good. <laughs> I mean, they're supposed to be better than the book, right? <laughs> or it's like watching it's like watching a movie. If you if uh, you've ever read your favorite book and then they turn it into a movie and you feel they've ruined the book. Audiobooks are a way of kind of putting the two together where you're not destroying. Well, audiobooks is basically just reading a word. Exactly. And adaptation is different because they change characters. Yes. Yeah. They change uh, paths for the characters, the scenes, a lot of things that some people get upset about. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, it's an adaptation and I mean, they should take it as it is. But uh, somebody listening to an audiobook, what do you think um, your listening could gain from uh, the audiobook, listening to your audiobook, that maybe they would not necessarily get it from reading the book? Well, I think they get Kat, you know, Vaughn, who, who really does uh, a great job at changing the voices and stuff. It makes, it fleshes out the characters in a way that, yeah, maybe you might have heard their voice a little bit differently in, in your mind if you read them, but she really does add a human flesh and bone kind of component to it that I don't think you would... Um, necessarily have if you just read it. So, um, and and I do agree, I think narration makes or breaks the audiobook. And, you know, you, I've certainly heard both. So, um, yeah, I think that's what, I think she brings that. Great so my knowledge. next question would be, what do you like the best about her? <laughs> oh, uh, well, her singing voice, which you only hear a very small little snippet in uh, in uh, Warriors Progeny, but she is doing the Sea Archer next, and that's that is about Raven's story and Finn's story, and Raven is a singer, and uh, so she's. I, 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 I didn't get to the part. Well, actually, that's even CR. Just so yeah. like I didn't get to the part. That's going to be the next one. Yeah, yeah. No, but she's uh, and she does a really great job. Um, so she, she sends you this little form and she says, you know, what, what did you hear? Who's your ideal casting choice if you were to cast this as a movie in terms of the voice and, and all of that? And uh, for Dee, I said, I always kind of envisioned Betty White, you know, just her sassiness well, and all of that stuff. I hurry up with that. <laughs> she's 99. I know, but she's so awesome. She's so, she's just so great. She is. And, um, Betty cannot die. No, she cannot. <laughs> and, and so she made these little adjustments and she did a great job at, at making her get that sassy kind of, because Dee's very, Dee's got a special place in my heart and she's quite a character and, the next book I write is going to be, is all her story, um, you know, before this whole series began, it's her story. And she's very sassy and she's very eccentric and she's really fun. And, um, and 
that and she needed to have justice under her. So it was, um, yeah, I, that's what it's cat. Cat brings a lot of really great characters, voices come to life. I agree. Um, she's awesome. Yeah. Me and Jenny, we had a, a conversation with her last week. Yeah, that was fun too. Yeah, that was that... Really fun. yeah <laughs> she, she's very, very fun. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, because this is your first audiobook and there's so much information and a lot of contradictory information or maybe things that are not necessarily necessary <laughs> for this whole process, what would be something that you would change now doing the for the whole process like what you would add what you would take out like uh, would you change anything about the entire process of making an audiobook oh making an audiobook um well you know again i don't i don't know a whole lot about or i didn't know a whole lot about uh making the audiobooks and this whole thing about exclusive rights versus non-exclusive rights um you know, I think work deserves to be heard by whoever you want it to be heard by. And you do have that option, but you really are kind of pigeonholed if you can't, if you don't want to pay the thousands and thousands of dollars it, it takes to um, make a complete audiobook and pay it all up front, you're kind of pigeonholed. You need to do this exclusive rights so that you can do the royalty share and, and do those kinds of things where it's a little bit more affordable. And so I, that that part's a little bit frustrating to me. I would like to see it, um, if I understand it all correctly, maybe I'm not even understanding, you know, maybe there is a way to do it. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of you have something, you have your creative baby and you wanna put it out there for the world to see. And it's hard when it's limited um, is my only, I guess, critique would be. So then you would wanna have more options. So if you could yeah. change anything about it, would that be what you yeah, would change? I would say that there has to be a way where you can put it onto the other platforms. And I get it from a marketing standpoint, I get it. They want, you know, they have their certain places where they want to, you know, they have better connections with those companies or whatever, and that's where they want to be. Um, but then that does kind of exclude little independent stores and, and things like that, which I, I think there's a place for the, you know, there's a place for everybody. And you have these big companies that have come in and they've kind of taken over the market and these the, the little independent bookstore is getting really lost in that shuffle, uh, especially with COVID when now you're not open and all that stuff. And I mean, this is people's livelihood. So um, I, I do wish that you could get it out to all those different places and, and everybody have a, a little piece of the pie, you know. And you're actually going to have an event coming up on towards the end of March, March yeah. 20th, the never ending bookstore in yes, Edmond. I'm so uh, excited. For the two Heaven and Earth series books, the Sea yeah. Archer and the Warriors We project. just got finished talking yeah. with her too, and she's a delightful lady too. So uh, yeah, a little indie and she, Yeah, she gave us a little insight about the struggles yes. that a bookstore has, yeah. a small independent bookstore. Yeah, I was asking her about uh, possibly promoting the audiobook on her bookstore and she's, you know, she, it's her. Where, she was very upfront. She really was. And, and I don't blame her at all because, yeah. you know, you have a little indie bookstore, you got a little independent bookstore and then you've got, you know, a bigger store like Amazon or somewhere that where it's very hard to compete with them. And uh, so, you know, her, her thing is that she just doesn't uh, promote anything uh, that's that's from there and I and I get yeah. it I totally I totally totally understand so um, I like the idea of having options so I guess that would be my my big change if I was going to do a change yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah. so are you listening to audiobooks and what kind of audiobooks you're listening 
I almost exclusively listen to <laughs> audiobooks now. And it's it's not, and I miss reading. I miss holding a book. And then if I can't hold a book and do the candle, I miss that. But I am so busy and going back and forth. We, we have a boat and it's an hour long drive up there. And uh, oftentimes my husband will go up before me. And so I'm in the car by myself. And so whenever I'm in the car, whenever I'm cleaning house, whenever I'm whatever, I'm listening to an audiobook always. <laughs> I don't listen to music. I listen to audiobooks. So I, I, that's almost exclusively how I read now. That's so. cool. I mean, I get very distracted by the audiobooks or mm -hmm. any, even radio. If I listen, if I travel somewhere for a longer distance and I have to listen to something, I get distracted. Mm -hmm. I miss exits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's why I don't listen to music in the car. That's just me. Well, for me, it's, it just makes the trip go faster. So that's, it is. It but is. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I do, I do see what you're saying. I mean, saying. coming from Chicago, you have no idea how many times we ended that's... up in Indiana. Because <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to turn to go into the West suburbs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. It can happen. <laughs> so then what would be the next audiobook that you're going to do? Well, the next one is going to be uh, Sea Archer. Uh, that's and that is book one, so that I can do these now in order. Uh, so it will be Sea Archer. She's working on that right now, um, and we will hope to have that out by uh, April or May. I think somewhere around in there. Um, and then she's going to get to work on uh, Dee's Cornucopia, which is a, a novella. It's shorter, so um, uh, and that will hopefully come out about the time that. Dee's Cornucopia, the book, comes out. Um, and then I'm going to have her finish, hopefully, the year out with uh, releasing The Catch, which is the women's fiction book. That so I then read. it's basically your plan to turn all your books into audiobooks? Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. I just think it's another way, I mean, having all the different formats is really great. And, and I'm very guilty of this, where I will buy the audiobook, I will buy the Kindle book, and I will buy the physical book. I, I've I used to so do that um, because of space <laughs> i don't buy physical books anymore i donated all my books to a library back in um chicago before we moved out here because i just i had almost a thousand books well they're heavy have... and they take well, up a lot of room and our <laughs> our moving truck was like literally full <laughs> into the room there was no room for books oh yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah i i miss the touch of a physical book. Yeah. At the same time, you know, I like to sit in the dark. Yeah, you do. But there is something about having a book and being it next is. to a fire and yes. drinking your cocoa or coffee is. or whatever. It is. It's, yeah. um, it's super cool. And then another thing we should say that's coming up, we are hoping by the end of this month is going to be a companion mm -hmm. for the audiobook and the Heaven and Earth series. Book. Yes, yes. So that came up a while ago um and it, it it also wraps around that whole idea of the book changing and it started with sea archer there was kind of people love the book the one thing that they really um not even frustrated but were just wished that they had was some way of understanding the connections because the greek gods are so intermeshed and and mothers are are with sons and and Zeus is with everybody brothers and sisters and all these people all these different connections and, and who's the father of that you know and so it's it's really confusing and 
I really wanted to be able to um, figure out a way where that could be a little more simplified, as well as my story. If somebody's really into it, you didn't want them to start Googling for hours trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah. if you take somebody Thanks. out of their story, that's not good. So um, I really did want to have it so uh, that it was really nice and easy. Um, it also kind of gives some background information. Um, it is It simplifies their dreams. So there's some spoilers in it. Um, but for the most part, it's a, it's a great way to get a snapshot of all these characters. And I originally made it so that in Warriors, you will hear Raven tell Finn um, that it was so confusing, all the dreams and all the things that were happening. And she says, boy, I, I wish we had a journal that we could write all this stuff down. So it might be easier to try to get somebody to believe that they're a descendant when we can present them with this book and say, you know, here, this is this is the research we've done. This is everything that we've done. And I, the more I thought about that, the more I thought, oh God, we could really turn that into a book and make it a companion book. And, um, you know, so yeah, I'm excited about that. So that's gonna be available for everybody that's yeah. gonna buy the physical book, yeah. the paperback and the audiobook. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. And then if somebody is reading your first book for the first time, is that going to be available like the entire, as up to this point, <laughs> all the material is we're still putting it together? Oh, yes. So are we going to, are we going to give them just the first set of characters because there are going to be spoilers yes. going on or so, they, are they going to get the entire book? So they are going to get, um, we're going to add to it as the series grows. So each uh, time, like, so we, we had Sea Archer and we had uh, Demeter uh, and, or D. We had Raven and we had Finn and we had, so that's Poseidon, Apollo and Demeter. So those characters. And then the next one is Lily and Colt, who are Hera and Ares. And I, uh, so they will be added. Those pages will be added. And then with each subsequent book, we'll just add to it. So. And if it's it's a companion thing that we'd be giving away, so it's it's something that you can do, and I think it's uh, yeah, I'm excited. So you saw the first draft of the new design. What do you yes, think about it? Yes, I love it. So I originally had the interactive book as um, something that was on my website, and it was just uh, it, it just was so much. So we took it off of there, and we added to it. And Andrea has done a really great job at reorganizing it and uh, putting it together, and uh i'm super excited it looks really good it looks really really good it's still a working process it but is i'm very excited about it yeah too. yeah today was the first time that jenny actually i saw know it. <laughs> it was it was really really cool so it's a lot of information that we had had before um i also wanted to add the uh the dreams because the dreams are super super important in this series and um i, I don't really touch on it a whole lot except to say this right now, that, that, that it is pretty important uh, what's going on in the dreams. And uh, so I wanted to have, I wanted to include that in there, but those are the spoilers because they do come from the books. So, um, and there's little hidden messages all over in the series and in the dreams. So that's going to be cool. You got that exclusive right here. Yes, <laughs> yes you do. Um, and then to, you know, to close this interview, Let's talk a little bit about your Arcadia team. Oh, yes. Uh, people are asking us how they can get Jenny's books or be part of Jenny's inner circle. So if you like to review books, 
if you like to read books from your favorite authors, like Jenny, for example, that's writing fantasy, paranormal books, and moving fiction, and maybe other genres in the future. But for right now, yes, those are the two right. main genres. Yeah. Yep. Then how can people join your Arcadia team, which is Jenny's? Uh, it's like a it's an advanced team. reader copy is is the abbreviation for or is the long term of of Arc, and um, so you can go on my website jennyheckman.com. And you can, uh, there's a little tab that will say Arcadia on it and you can learn more about it or you can sign up for it. And basically uh, when I have a new book come out, it's nice to have reviews already out there so that people can understand and see what other people thought of the book when it first comes out. And so this team will read the books and um, hopefully review them. Um, it's not like, paid reviews or anything like that. It's their honest reviews. And, um, and then they, they, they compose their reviews so that when the book does come out, everybody can see what they think about it. So uh, yeah, you can sign up right there on jennyheckman.com and go on there and sign up for to be part of it. You also get exclusive stuff. So you get the books early, you get them before other people. Um, I give away some freebies. Um, uh, giveaways swag exclusively for the Arcadia team it, yeah just for the Arcadia yes. team because it really it's a commitment and um and it is I'm part of arc teams for other authors and yeah. it's been great especially if you have an author that you love yeah and you cannot wait for the new book yeah to come out I mean that's one way of getting yeah. it. well and you get some little behind the scenes things yes. too that you might not get you know and you have uh, more access to the author usually yes. uh, you know if, if you're reading the book and um, and you want to offer a comment or a suggestion or whatever you have kind of this access that um, you don't typically have so yeah okay so then um, the next thing for us will be to invite everybody to the book launch for Warriors yes! Project audiobook on Woo! March 10th Yay! at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time yeah we're going to post the links uh, at the description of this video whatever platform you're watching it yep yeah I'm really excited about that it's going to be fun to get it out there it's and we're going to really have a good. giveaway are we going to have a giveaway I think we will I think we're going to uh, I think we will uh, give away some codes uh, for a free audiobook um uh, maybe maybe some other things you don't know <laughs> we'll trust see. me jenny's giveaways are good <laughs> they are good right they're, good. Yeah. they're amazing yeah. i mean she gave away a trip on the boat the last yes one. yeah i mean but the other one that yeah we're we just actually are are in the midst of getting that all scheduled so yeah nice. that's really cool nice. i didn't yeah. believe it yeah no it's 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 uh i'm very very excited about what's coming up uh not able to do as much writing as i as i want to be doing so hopefully that will kind of change and and i'll be able to kind of get some more books out um more books out for the rest of this year and next year and stuff so okay so then stay tuned thanks stay tuned. for watching thanks.